Hey guys, it's Cameron, and I'm just asking you for a special favor this week, and maybe for a few weeks to come. You know, sometimes people ask us, what can we do to help out the show? Do you guys need money? Do you need uh, cities to come to? You come to our theater, and really... It's the best thing that I could ask you guys for is to go on to iTunes and leave us a review or to share the show on your social media, Twitter, Facebook, let people know it's out there. Really, those reviews, though, I cannot stress highly, more strongly. I cannot stress strongly enough how much that matters to us. It makes us more visible to people that don't know about the show yet. So right now we've got 250 reviews and we've got thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners. Can you guys help and make that, I don't know, like say an evil, an even 500 and an evil 500. Thanks so much, guys. And hey, if you live in Portland, I'll be there on May 30th recording an album at Mississippi Studios. So please come and check that out. More information at MississippiStudios.com. Now here's the show. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. How's it going, guys? Let's hear it for yourselves on a Tuesday night. Let's hear it for you. Get on in here. How's it going? Well, this is great. I'm so glad you guys are here. You know there's a bunch of comics in back that are also on the show. You can clap for them. They can hear you. Let's hear for them. And I'm Cameron Esposito. I'll be your host. So uh, you'll see this little face a couple of other times besides this. And how is your Tuesday? How's it? Yeah, your Tuesday's awesome? Yeah, it fucking is. Shirt button all the way up. Just because, like... Relaxing, a nail jean, even like a kind of a throwback water bottle sort of a situation. Yeah, I know about, trust me, I know about like generations of water bottles. You know, like it's like, yeah, now we're more into like metal stuff, but like back in the day. Um, what was your day like? What did you do that was so great? Wow, you look at how ready you were for that question to be. You did the fat burger challenge? I have no idea what that is. You went to a fat burger. That's a restaurant. It's like a triple burger. So you go to a restaurant that already has, I think, the worst name <laughs> of any, slash most honest? It's one of those two. Fat burger, it's disgusting. That's a disgusting thing to say. Piece of shit burger would be worse. Okay, so you went to fat burger and you have to eat three burgers? It's a triple burger. Yeah, sounds pretty big. Uh, three patties. How many buns are we talking about? Just two buns. Yeah, I was like kind of think maybe you like did more buns. Your crew supports some pretty boring shit. I'm not saying that it's not personally awesome that you completed that but I love that you were like yeah I brought my whole crew (laughs) (laughs) to like a fast food restaurant challenge where they were just like I mean we got nothing else so sure well congratulations on your great success let's hear for that guy meeting him on one of the best days of his life completed man versus food in the wild and did it nailed it um 
I had a weird, uh, I went to a weird party over the weekend where I got stuck talking in a whoopsie-daisy conversation. Um, sometimes when you do stand-up comedy and you're talking to microphones, then more people know what your face looks like than you know what their face looks like. Does that make any sense to you guys? I'm not saying I'm a giant celebrity. I'm saying that tomorrow you guys might see me and I won't know that you were here because of the darkness and then the lights. I'll maybe remember you, but probably not. (laughs) And so uh, sometimes um, people will say hi to me and they'll be like, oh, I saw you, you know, do a show. And then... It's hard to figure out where to go in that situation because you want to because you don't want to talk about comedy with a person that's seen you do comedy. And, because, and this is just like a you know there's a lot of listeners we do this show as a podcast as well and there's a lot of people here so I'll just let you know uh, you don't want to talk about comedy with somebody that's seen you do comedy because the questions are always just like a little bit off like they're there's they're either like so big or so small like like the guy the the it was a couple and they were like oh hey you know we're just we're in a party situation and uh, they said oh hey we've uh, we've seen you so what's your writing process like we're at a party do you understand <laughs> do you understand how nothing i have to say to you is there's nothing like what you've trapped me into either the most boring conversation <laughs> Or a conversation where I blow you off completely. Like, there's no way that I can be, like, a nice person and just say, like, honestly, you, there's nothing. You don't. Because I knew that they weren't, they were like, we do this, and then, you know, you're, you do this. It was, like, another, but I would have known them, I guess. No, there's no, I mean, how do you even... Because then you're going to get, like, insidery, kind of jargony. You know, it's like, if you've seen the movie Godzilla the war room. You know what I mean? Like, you don't... You don't want, like, a civilian in there trying to talk irradiated lizards. You know what I mean? Like, they're not... They're not gonna have the best plans. So I just said, like, oh, you know, uh, just right as I go. Um, or whatever. Something non-committal. And, uh... That's one of them. You know, you could ask that question. Sometimes people ask, what's it like being a woman uh, <laughs> in comedy? Wow, that got so much laughter. Where was the laughter on that? You didn't know I was a woman? <laughs> no, just in a party, just a party situation. Well, what's it like being a woman that does this thing? And I just want to be like, well, like, I mean, how, how do you, do you like really want like a gender politics <laughs> seminar? There's a mixologist that has been hired to be at this place. I don't feel comfortable launching into any of that. So there I was, just trying to be like a real, just not like an insulty uh, to your face guy, just like a real like, <laughs> well, yeah. You know, just kind of doing those sorts of things. So that was, they had asked, they had complimented me, they asked me one question, and uh, I, I, I love, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell somebody out on stage right now. I love my fiance. She is amazing. Uh, and you'll meet her later in the show. But she's also unreal at disappearing from conversations that are about to be awful. I've never seen a goddamn thing like it. Like, here I am. She's, like, they're like, like, we're standing together. And they go like, so what's your writing process like? And I turn around, just, just, just tennis shoes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like a Speedy Gonzalez, sort of like a... Like a, you could hear... 
great at it. I don't know how to like pick and roll out of that. She's great. So she's out of there. And then I'm in it. I'm in the shit. Dodge the initial question perfectly. Like, oh, it's, yeah, it's some of that. Okay. And then I was like, oh, you know, um, what do you guys do? And, you know, what's going on with them? And then uh, one of them said, well, his sister is an um, abstract artist. That was the first thing they said to me after that, which is a lot of information right up top. And then they said, she's kind of a failure. I must have a very trusting face. <laughs> Slash, maybe they saw me a couple of times and they were just like, oh, I'll try to into it. We know everything about you. His sister? Not doing that great. <laughs> like, I don't know why. It just was a weird lead into a. And then I'm just like, oh, that's good or bad. You know, like, it's so you can't. Do you know what I mean? Like, how are you supposed to. I don't know them well enough to know how they need to be held or scorned, you know, scolded, like, shut up about your sister, or like, come here. You know, like, I didn't know if they needed tough love or if they needed me to get the fuck, like, I didn't know what to do. So I just said, mm, you, know, you know, up and down with uh, this and that. You know, like I said, just dancing on the hot coals of this conversation. And then uh, they said, uh, yeah. She uh, gave him a piece of art not too long ago. And I'll say, she's not a great artist, because her uh, husband's a lawyer and he supports the family. I was just, I was just like, oh, now I want to know like how much information can I get? Like I just wanted to be like, what was their, like do you know anything about their most recent tax return or like, like lawyer, like what kind of litigation? Like how much is he pulling it? Like a public defender or like a, like a, like what are we? Where do they live? What's their specific address? Actually, do you want to just get a lift and go there? So then, yeah, like, yeah, you know, she's just like supported by her husband. So that's a lot, you know, to try and figure out uh, what to do with. And then they said, um, <laughs> and they're laughing this much. <laughs> yeah, like a couple of years ago, uh, she gave him a painting. And you're never going to believe this. It was an abstract painting. Uh, and when I put it on my wall, and I was, I was in my mind just going, you hung it sideways. You hung it sideways. That's how this story goes. You think this is a great party story, but this story goes that you hung it sideways. <laughs> and they took a moment even in there to be like, do you want to tell it? 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 He hung it sideways! I was like, I did not 100% see that coming. I saw it 100% coming. It's not a... If you're emphasizing too much the abstract, you know what I mean? If you want to lead in, just be like, she's an artist. You know, like then add it at the end. They didn't understand how punchlines work, uh, and I didn't have the time to tell them because I wasn't really ready to get into my writing process. <laughs> you can't reveal too much up front. The punchline will be choreographed to the audience. So he was like, yeah, she... I hung it sideways. She said, that's sideways. I laughed about it, and then she asked for it back, which is what you fucking do in that situation. If you give a piece of art to your family member and then they hang it sideways and then you just say like, oh, you know what? Skip it around. And then they say, well, your husband is a lawyer. You can go fuck yourself. Like, like those people are the worst. Like, of course you ask for that back. You don't just go like, you know, I feel respected here. 
mean, we've been talking at this point for one and a half minutes. And I know all of this stuff. And I've been at this party for 15 minutes total. I want you to know I did the responsible thing. I just went and found my fiance and I said, do you wanna get out of here? And left the party immediately. <laughs> Cause I'm not great at figuring out how to shut people down to their faces, how to be rude to somebody who clearly is uh, out of their mind. Like how, how do you, I don't know how, to, cause like what, what are the scenarios that happen in that person's mind? Like, I either, do I, then I, a stranger, make fun of their sister for a while? Like, is that his, like, kind of goal in this whole thing? Like, we met a comic casually at a party, and she fucking tore you to shreds. (laughs) Great crowd work on you (laughs) in absentia. You weren't there, but when I said the whole thing with the sideways, she was like, what in the world? You know, we went this whole thing, like a kind of an art history thing, where it was just like, you know, Andy Warhol, and like others are like, Yeah. Uh, my point is don't trap me like that you're not going to get what you want I don't know what you want are people here great at parties is anybody here that's amazing at parties thank you for your honesty you know what the fact that you audibly twice casually in a respectful way you didn't shout it you said it once and then twice firmer the second time no no the fact that that is your answer to that leads me to believe we should fucking hang out (laughs) like you might not be great at parties but you're amazing interpersonally I can tell you're honest you're subtle and you back yourself up you didn't wait for somebody else to I'll say it twice nope no (laughs) who was that Be loud and proud. Yeah, you? Right there? Round of applause for that gal. Round of applause for that gal. You guys, we have a great show, and I am going to get it. I am going to get this, uh, our first guest comic on the show right now. Hey, it's such a big deal to have this uh, gentleman here. We're so happy he's here. It's his first time on the show, but he's a big old deal. And when it's somebody's first time on the show, we go nuts, and you'd go nuts for him anyway. So ladies and gentlemen, let's hear right now from Mr. Joe DeRosa. Give it up for Joe. Come on. So what do you have going on right now? What do you you're you were hoping to like pitch that around for some late night stuff? I'm just I'm just submitting to some late night shows. You know that they want to see sets. Yeah. So you have to send them like this is the set that I. How would long like have you been working on those particular things? That was the first time I ever ran it as that, that set. That thing. How did it feel? But it was uh, those jokes aren't like super. They're not. They're under a year old. I don't know. Yeah, so that's still pretty new. Six months old. How did it feel like as a grouping? I like the grouping. The <laughs> there was one point in the middle that was much more of a left turn than I thought, mm. where I started talking about plants in the middle of like all this stuff about marriage and stuff, and the audience laughed. And I could tell it was like, yeah, that did come up from another. <laughs> right. So, so I was like, shit. Okay, maybe that plant joke. But I think it was too long anyway, so I can pluck the plant joke out of it. I think. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think another thing that's interesting for people that don't know what it goes into trying to do a TV set is like you are sometimes cobbling together bits from like a your whole thing. It's not often that you sit down and you're just like, I'm gonna write four perfect minutes. Yeah. So I know. it is like a. 
there's a real challenge. I'm working on that right now too, trying to figure out like how things go together and how you can like justify leading into like I have this fucking great closer for a TV set, and I'm like. I have no idea how to get there. You gotta get to it, it's yeah. hard. Yeah, I, I, I totally I hear you. Like, I have that problem, especially because I curse too much. Me too. And then this joke is funny, but then there's this part that's too dark, or you say this word that you can't say, and then if you replace that word, it doesn't work as well. Absolutely. And you get into all that, and you start trying to, you know, uh, I, I'm try- it's actually affecting my writing a little bit, where I'm starting to examine as I write now new stuff, I'm like, do I need to say fuck there? Do I need to say that? Yeah. Is it helping me at all? Because if it's not, I don't... And don't get into the habit of doing it so that you can use it more places. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad you were here tonight and... uh, Thanks for having me here. figuring it out. I'm sure you'll you'll get it in a snap. Thank you. It's going to be gold. (laughs) I'm sure of it. Guys, show to Rez one more time for Joe. Keep it going for him. Uh, we are going to keep it right on rolling. This next comic, he has, a, he has a special coming out on Netflix on June 15th. So you should watch that. And you should look out of your eyes right now at the stage where he will be performing as early as immediately. <laughs> you guys, Mr. Shane Moss, friend of the show. We love him. Get him up for Shane. All right. Thank you, guys. I, um, yeah, I just wanted to um, mostly just share a fun story with you guys uh, tonight. It's the story of the most amazing road rage uh, that I've ever seen in my entire life. It was absolutely fantastic. I, unfortunately, was the victim of this road rage, um, but it was quite worth it just to see the joy I'm about to see on all of your faces. This was several years ago. I was in Boston with my girlfriend at the time. Boston roads are very confusing. I was driving, and this large black woman and I got in this very near-miss accident. Now, just so you know, race has nothing at all to do with this story, but you did all start listening a bit more attentively, and I appreciate that. We get in this near-miss accident. We're both angry, honking at one another, yelling, exchanging a lot of gestures. I don't know how you guys do it. I like to throw out a lot of these moves. Huh? What? The shoulder move? What? Huh? I don't know what I'm trying to convey with that. Exactly. Why don't you see the world the way I see it? We get to a red light. She's in this left lane. I'm over here. My girlfriend's in the passenger seat trying to calm me down, but I'm not about to listen to reason. So I roll down my window. I go, hey, lady, what the hell was that? And then this woman, she takes a moment to consider her retort. And then she throws a big gulp through her passenger side window into my driver's side window. Amazing accuracy. Lands on the console, just explodes. Just a soda grenade. I don't know if you guys have ever been gulped before. But you are not mentally prepared for it. I assure you, just covered in 44 ounces of sticky destruction. No! Date night's over. 
steam's blowing through my ears. I can't even share with you guys the thoughts that were going through my head. Just the murder fantasies that I was having. I'm like, I'm going to smash into this. I'm going to run her off the road. Now, you know what? I'm going to get out of my car. I'm going to walk over there in front of traffic. I'm going to punch that lady in the face. Never hit a woman before. Guess I'm breaking one's nose today. Meanwhile, my girlfriend calls 911. She calls 911. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't think this is an emergency. It's messy. It's definitely messy. I don't know if it's an emergency. There's probably someone calling in right now who was a victim of an actual drive-by. They're calling in their gunshot wound. They can't get through because we have a dry cleaning issue. <laughs> just came up. Now I'm arguing with her. Now I have an angry lady on each side of me. I'm stuck at the world's longest red light. 911 operator picks up. He's on speakerphone. 911, what's your emergency? Um, yeah, my boyfriend says that. This is my girlfriend's uh, voice, apparently. Uh, my, my boyfriend says that this might not be an emergency. Uh, but, um, someone just threw a big gulp into our car. Nine one one operator just goes, huh? <laughs> well, you can't do that. <laughs> and then I say, hey, lady, you can't do that. That's where my head was at at this moment. This woman, she just looks at me, just like, oh, oh, really? And then she just holds up another big gulp. <laughs> so amazing. There was just, there was nothing I could do other than just to frantically try to roll up my window while scream laughing. Oh, 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 oh mercy, mercy. She was by herself. She had a second gulp just for throwing. The best thing I've ever seen. Oh, my God. A memory came back to me recently. I was reading this interesting idea in psychology. It's called a negativity bias. It's interesting. Basically... The idea is, is that our ancestors lived on the edge of survival. If something good happened to them, they got a little extra food or something. Oh, all right, terrific. But if something bad happened, they're dead. So you really got to watch out for that bad stuff. So, so our brain is adapted to be more vigilant for danger and focus on the negative a bit more. That's why, you know, when you're happy, you don't really think about it at all. And then just the moment... You're just the slightest bit depressed or anxious. It's just like, oh, God. It's all you can think about. Oh, why do I feel this way? Oh, I haven't paid my bill. I can't be uh, on my credit cards. I haven't been late in a while. The audience took a while to fucking get on board with the, my big gulp story. You just feel, you make up reasons for a chemical reaction that already took place. You don't do that when you're happy. You're not like, gee whiz, why am I so happy right now? Well, I had some taffy yesterday. That was pretty good. I'm sure that's playing a factor. 
Your brain just weighs those negative things far more than anything pleasurable. You could plan some amazing vacation to Hawaii, but then a lot of people are going to spend nine hours in a plane just thinking about crashing into the ocean. Just a statistical improbability. You finally get to Hawaii. Oh, let's go out on the beach. Shit, I forgot. Watched an episode of Shark Week last week. Now I can't get into the water. That's just how your brain works. That's why there's post-traumatic stress disorder. Ten minutes of horror in someone's life. They can't get it out of their head. Family's falling apart, can't hold a job. Why is there no post-euphoric relaxation disorder? How come I've never heard a story like, yeah, back in 75, a puppy licked my face and now I can't get mad at anything. It's just not how our brains work, unfortunately. I'm sure a thousand people in my lifetime have done something nice during a commute, waved me in. Oh, you, you go, you merge. I don't remember a single one of those people. I remember getting gulped. That's it. That's the one person I remember. You have, because you don't know, have to remember people being nice to, you have to remember to fucking, now anytime I get cut off by someone, I'm like, oh, I'm going to give them a piece of my, uh, wait a second. I don't want to get wet. Thank you guys very much. You're a wonderful audience. One more time. Amazing. Yeah. Ooh. You showed up and you brought a, a bag of, of stuff. How you doing? No, it's okay. You, you don't have to... Stri- Do you guys know each other, though? That, is, that, is that your entourage? Those are your boys? That's your boy? That's You, you went to the thing? You did, yeah. What a, what a fucking day you had. Am I right? You guys should get jobs. <laughs> or whatever. You know, I, uh, not too long ago, I went to a strip club for the first time. I had never been because of, like, uh, feminism. I just didn't want to feel like I had to rent a van. You know what I mean? Like, rent a van and just be like, get in here! Go! 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 (laughs) Just be a social worker for a bunch of ladies in bikinis. I didn't want to feel like I had to take some women straight to Olivia Benson. I didn't want to feel like that. I will say that a bunch of my dude friends were going. That's why I went. I went, a bunch of my dude friends were going. I wanted to bond with them. I don't play video games. So I was like, I'll try it. Right up top, I should let you know, I, should, I didn't realize the women would be naked. That was a miscalculation on my part. <laughs> Certainly should have assumed that. I don't know what I thought it would be. I guess I thought it would be more like the movie Showgirls, like strategically placed black boxes and rivalry. Like, <laughs> I thought it would be suitable for VH1. It is not. It is not. If you go to a strip club with a bunch of your friends, it's just all of your friends and then the genitals of a stranger right next to each other. You could have your friend's head lean in, kind of get that in the same frame, and you never thought to imagine how that would look, but now you'll never be able to forget. (laughs) And dudes go in groups, which I do not understand. Now that I've been, I didn't realize the women would be good at their jobs. But they are. And here's the thing. I don't have anything in my body that betrays whether or not something is working for me. But men do. So why would you want to be with your friends in that situation? Why would you want to just be like, well, 
As you can tell, I'm pretty into that. Like, how are you dealing with that? I don't understand. Is it just jackets in your laps? Like, what are you doing to get through this? One of the women came over and she kind of leaned across the uh, stripper barrier, I think is the word for it. And she looked at me and she goes, hey, how's everybody doing over here? And I said, oh, great! My voice cracked. Like a 15-year-old boy. I just broke out in hormonal acne and was immediately wearing a backpack. Like, my mom packed me a sandwich so I can stay for a while! <laughs> Do you like Darkwing Duck? I think is what I said. I don't know, I blacked out. <laughs> my best friend actually bought me a lap dance. Did you guys know they touch you with their bodies? <laughs> Like, her butt was on my tummy. (laughs) And the way that I just described that to you should let you know I should never be the recipient of a lap dance. (laughs) That's not a sexy way to say that. How much of a butt on my tummy? That's not a sexy (laughs) way to say that. But she was sitting right here, and I felt like I should say something to make her feel more comfortable. (laughs) You don't have to. Just keep your arms at your sides. I learned that. This is what I said to her. I go, I hope you like your job. (laughs) But then she goes, huh, I love my job. I used to work with at-risk adolescent boys, but I much prefer this. I was like, huh, that's funny. You don't consider that also a description of uh, this job. (laughs) (laughs) I was walking on stage not too long ago, and before I even hit the mic, before I even hit the mic, this dude in the audience, he just yells at me, You look like a woman that doesn't sleep with men! (laughs) He yelled that at me like as if I don't know. Like, he yelled that at me as if I was going to be like, What do you mean? Is it the vest? Like, he yelled that at me as if I was raised on a gay island with a gay volleyball and I'd never seen a straight person. I know what I look like. I have a side mullet. I look like a lesbian because I'm a lesbian. (laughs) I look like I don't sleep with men because that's a huge part of being a lesbian. (laughs) And it's not something I'm bummed about. I love the way I look. This is how I attract women. If you're a dude in the audience, a straight dude, and you're like, I'm not interested, to you I say, sir, there is no chance that you are less interested in me than I am in you. It's not a bummer. I'm not sad about it. I'm not sad that I don't get to sleep with men. Every night I just go home and I think to myself, not tonight again! You can't go up to a person that's in a minority group and insult them with a positive aspect of being in that group. You can't go up to a black person and be like, ha ha, I bet you don't burn in the sun. Gotcha! They would 
be like, what are you talking about? I do save on sunscreen. <laughs> I feel like people are confused because if somebody is different, for some reason that is seen as negative. It's not a bad thing. I'm not, we're not all into the same stuff. We're not. Thank God we're not in the same. What if we were into the same stuff? That would be worse. What if we were all into the one guy and he, just was, he was a long line and he was exhausted? Like, that would be worse. <laughs> There is no chance what you just said there is funnier than what I was going to say next. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> oh man, it's okay. Like, you can't know this. You were trying so hard to be helpful, and I'm like totally taping this <laughs> to like submit it for something. And I'm going to say that now you're fucking hired. And when I get that job, you've got to come. <laughs> and just yell, like George Clooney? Why did you yell that specifically? I know earlier Joe said that, but I thought the earlier part would have conveyed that he is not my type. I'm going to finish strong, having lost 100% of the momentum. I can prove it to you guys with one story that our differences make us better. I used to be on this party planning committee. And one day we're just going around this committee room and everybody's yelling out things that they want for this party that we're planning. And I said, I think this party needs whack-a-mole. <laughs> oh, I stand by that. <laughs> that is how I want to party. I want to hit animatronic moles on the head with a mallet. But I said, I think this party needs whack-a-mole. And another lady on the committee looks at me and she goes, oh, okay, I believe it's pronounced guacamole. <laughs> moment experiencing the world through her eyes it was beautiful <coughs> oh my god <coughs> well I think that's usable take a break. We're going to tape that last joke again. <clears throat> In the meantime, can you believe this moment you're seeing right now? Can you come here and introduce our final... Can you introduce the... She's backstage? This is perfect. This couldn't be going better. Hey, guys. Hello. You guys, Cameron Esposito. Your host, who has been killing it. So hard. She's been killing it. Awesome. You guys have been a lovely audience so far. You guys are going to love this next comic. Uh, he's been on Conan, he's been on Fallon, he's been on everything. You guys give it up for Jim Hamilton. Uh, she does that every show. So. <laughs> Didn't see anything special tonight. My name is Jim Hamilton. 
perfect pronunciation. <laughs> I uh, went to the doctor, got some bad news. Doctor told me I can't have children. And the uh, medical explanation, as far as I understand it, is that when I ejaculate, there is uh, rarely, if ever, a uh, woman in the room. <laughs> I asked the doctor if my heart was healthy enough for sex. He said, uh, let's find out. <laughs> uh, L.A. is a city that's filled with people that moved here because they thought they were better than when they came from. So, you know, dating's a blast. <laughs> if a date is not going well, but you would still like to see her boobies, uh, what you can do is you, uh, you tear open her shirt. <laughs> no, no, there's more. <laughs> yeah, you tear open her shirt, and you yell, Are you wearing a fucking wire? <laughs> Seduction tip. You're trying to impress that special lady. Instead of just texting her, what are you doing? Text her, what are you dong? <laughs> She'll think it's a typo, but it gets her thinking about your dong. <laughs> the ladies need to be seduced. Not me. I can get horny at the drop of a hat, and only the drop of a hat. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> drop that hat. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what else? I'm getting old. I'm 117 years old. Oh, it's Los Angeles. Everybody lies about their age. I'm going gray. I don't dye my hair, though. I figure I'm doing enough dying on the inside. It's times like these, I'm glad to have a shoulder to cry on. Hey, two of them. For the first six months I used Uber, I thought it was a dating app. Why does this thing keep sending me Middle Eastern men? <laughs> Trust the algorithm! <laughs> you never forget what word you lost the spelling bee on. I was about 10 years old, and I lost on the word faggot. Oh, no, I spelled it correctly. Uh, unfortunately, it was my father who yelled it from the audience. <laughs> friend, friend of mine told me that his father was MIA during the war. Yeah, right. My dad was Santa Gold. You might not believe this, but I was a weird kid growing up. 
I feel like I've aged like a fine wine, locked up in some rich guy's cellar. <laughs> Probably deserved it. Children are stupid. Do you know most kids can't tell the difference between a circus tent and a house that's being fumigated? I made $13 today. Recently went to a baby christening. Total disaster. Took me like eight tries to break the champagne bottle. (laughs) Babies are soft. (laughs) What a day, what a day. Today has been like a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Not good. I work ten straight hours and two gay ones. <laughs> Cut myself while shaving because who has time for both? <laughs> In Thailand, I once saw a woman butt dial a rotary phone. <laughs> Visual. I got a, I have a beer opener, bottle opener on my keychain. I got another one on my belt buckle. I think I have a problem. What if I have to open three bottles? <laughs> Be careful if you're drinking. Risky business that drinking. When I drink, I get these horrible nightmares. My nightmare, I see my own tombstone. My tombstone reads, Here lies Jim Hamilton. He left this world just as he entered it, face down in an Applebee's toilet. (laughs) It does not matter how many neckties that I pretend to look at. Everybody in Nordstrom's knows I'm there only to take a shit. Enjoy the rest of the show, guys. Thanks. Jim Hamilton, you guys. Can you go for him? So I just want to let you guys know that you guys are doing a fantastic job, and Cameron is totally fine back there. So you can give it up for her. She even enjoyed the George Clooney line. She totally appreciated it. I mean, George Clooney is going to find his way into basically everywhere. So it was just bound to happen. The Cloonster was going to make it into this show. <laughs> He's just floating around in space. We found him. He jumped out of that gal's mouth. Are you guys ready to keep this show rolling? This next comic is so funny. You may have seen her on At Midnight or uh, quite possibly recently the Pete Holmes show. You guys give it up for Eliza Skinner. <laughs> a good audience you're awful <laughs> I would love to be the witch right you come out and be like oh she's the bad guy of the comedy show it's like I curse you all that'd be fun right there's just there's no there's no room for it we have to be best friends because I want us to be 
Um, I, uh, I recently traded apartments with some friends of mine. Um, I live like right up the... St- we don't need to know that. Um, <laughs> I live here in Hollywood. And uh, I had some friends. I needed to live in New York for a little while. So I went and lived in their apartment in Brooklyn. And they came and lived in my place here. And I say they because they're a couple and I'm a me. And the difference became clear when I started preparing my apartment for two people to live there. And I realized that I live like a hillbilly hermit. Like, I got my eating plate and my drinking cup. You eat off the eating plate and you drink out the drinking cup. I also got a looking plate that's got an owl on it. Don't eat off of that. It's just for looking at. Can't put that in the dishwasher or the microwave. Don't sit there. That's the cat sitting place. He getting mad at you. Powerful mad. He did. He was really upset when we came back. I'm so upset. Um, I uh, let's see. What can I, what can I tell you about me, guys? Um, I had an, imag- an imaginary friend when I was a kid. Anybody else? No. Okay. All right. Cool. Hey, cool. Some creative people. <laughs> so I had an imaginary friend. She was great. Um, she had long blonde curly hair, and she was uh, a tennis player and a ballerina. And her name was Tabitha Ann. And she was a real girl in my elementary school (laughs) who did not like me. (laughs) So I'd be like, you want to play? No, that's cool. I'll see you imaginarily. (laughs) We play anything in my mind. (laughs) We play all night. (laughs) You like the games. Um... Because, yeah, I was a weird kid. We were all weird kids. I was a weird... But, I mean, yeah, I was definitely weird. Like, I was, I was into stuff like chewing up uh, bread and making them in little balls and freezing them for later. Here's the thing. <laughs> later never comes. There's never a moment where you're like, God, I wish I had a bunch of frozen chewed up bits of bread. <laughs> Perfect! It's also really into eating the Chia Pet. Um, my mom still thinks Chia Pets just don't work. Because I always ate ours bald. <laughs> it's just sprouts, guys. It's totally fine. It's not going to hurt you. Uh, but it will get you addicted. Um, uh, I, uh, my, I'm also kind of weird because my, my dad is an immigrant. So he's, a, he's Scottish. Doesn't really seem like it counts, right? But he is. And it's, and it's different. And like, he's Scottish and British. And a lot of times when people hear that he's you know, British from the UK, they're, they're like, oh my God, that's so adorable. That's so, he must just live in a cottage and have a little vest and be like, tut, tut, looks like rain, you know? Um, <laughs> and he's not like that at all. He's like the other kind of British, like the like really intense kind. Like he's like, do you know how a lion kills a man? <laughs> Sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he just wounds him and leaves him there to let nature take its work. So you Liza school chums, are you? Huh? (laughs) So kids didn't come over to my house twice. My mom is from uh, Richmond, Virginia. I'm from Richmond, Virginia. My mom's from Virginia. Her mom is from Virginia. Her mom, her mom, her mom, all the way back to Pocahontas. (laughs) That is a true thing about me. I am descended from Pocahontas. And nine times out of ten when I tell people that, they go, oh, I see it. What? What do you see? (laughs) There are no photos, definitely. There are definitely... 
I'm hoping what they see is Disney princess. I would love that. I would love to be a Disney princess. I would love to be just even one of those girls who works at the park, like, making dreams come true, you know? But I can't be. I mean, I can be. (laughs) But I can't be. Because those girls give autographs. And I have the handwriting of a drifter who carries a hammer. (laughs) Kids would be coming up. What's your name? Allison? Okay. (laughs) There you go. Sleep well. (laughs) I live beneath your bed. (laughs) Uh, For those at home, I caught a bird and then I ate him. And it was like right after he tied on a little bonnet. <laughs> Thought he was safe. <laughs> I got a chance! You know, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just going to eat off your head and then leave your body. Anyway, we're getting too specific. Um, I've recently uh, quit my Cosmo addiction, so that's nice. Thank you. Yeah for supporting me emotionally. Um, what I mean by that is I used to read Cosmo magazine and uh, frequently, like not like shamefully, like I would tear off the cover so no one else would know what I was doing, even in my own apartment. Like, ah, it's awful. And I would read it and be like, this is bad for women, it's bad for me, this is never again, Cosmo, no thank you. And then a month later, I'd be walking past a newsstand and Cosmo would be like, hey, do you want to know some sexy secrets? I'd be like, yeah, I do. What if everybody else knows the sexy secrets and I don't? What if they all know I don't know them and they talk about it at parties? So I fucking buy a Cosmo. Shit, man, this is the shit women go through. Sorry to get so gender political so quick. Uh, We all have our biases. Uh, For instance, every time I see a skeleton, I never assume that's a woman. I always think it's a man. I never see a skeleton and go, oh, she seems nice, ever. It could be a woman. That's not fair. I'm, I'm limiting opportunities. It's crazy because, like, you know, we've all, like, guys, honestly, this is a room full of skeletons. And that's, like, the scariest thing there is. It's crazy to me that one of the scariest things that there is is inside of all of us right now. Not just skeletons either. Tons of blood and eyeballs. That's like we all, like, who cares? Concealed weapons, whatever. I have a skeleton in me. You want to fuck with me? I got a skeleton. So, like, next time you guys feel like, I don't know if I can do it, you have a fucking skeleton in you. What can't you do? Never let anybody tell you no. You girls go. Okay, I'm Eliza. I do have, Eliza, I do have like a, a tip. There is a way to tell if a skeleton is a lady. She has a little bow on her skull. And tiny little skeleton high heels. And sometimes lipstick, if she's feeling fancy. Are you guys ready to bring out a, a special guest? Yeah. Awesome. You guys, uh, welcome to the stage, Cameron Esposito. Back to her show. Oh, this is the part of the show where we talk to each other usually. I'm sorry that that happened. For Don't everybody. you? Great job, Rhea, jumping oh. up. Wasn't Rhea great? Oh, thank you. And earlier when I was saying, like, my fiance is always, like, you know, out of town, that's who Rhea is. <laughs> yes. We're both comics and we produce the show along with Ryan McMenamin, but she's also the fiance that I was talking about. And 
fucking not, you know, really pulling through tonight. So this lumberjack was ready and waiting. Boy, am I ashamed of that earlier story. It's totally fine. Um, I have a lot of pride in my ability to get out of sticky situations. Yes? Yeah, it's just always come in handy. Mm-hmm. I've never been in a shitty conversation ever in my life. Yeah, you're out of town. Oh, you I was just out of, out of town. there. You Immediately. bought a ticket. I just, you don't care what the price is. Turned into dust. So I was like, bleep, later. <laughs> I don't know you, but I'm talking to you now. I've been thinking about that uh, woman who yelled George Clooney when I was backstage and how awful the last couple minutes have been for her. She was like, I fucking killed her. <laughs> <laughs> I ended her career when she was in her prime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how was your day today? Oh, it was, you know... It was a day. It was there. Mm-hmm. It happened. Um, I have a day job. I have a very weird day job. Where I work on, uh, you know, alcohol beverage marketing materials. So it's, I mean, it's God's work. Really. <laughs> it's like one flavored vodka at a time. Changing the world. <laughs> we introduce Swedish fish. That's a real thing. Swedish, Swedish fish vodka. vodka. Swedish Sorry. fish vodka? Yes. Swedish, that's even Swedish fish vodka. You can't even order that. Yeah. Funny thing is, you can't order it sober, but when you've been drinking for a while, you're like, Swedish fish vodka, please! <laughs> it's weird. We went to a bar, we went to a bar one time, and we were with some gals that I think have like a different kind of a bar life than we do, um, meaning they go to lots of them. They go are, to them all the that time. Are like, and they were wearing, the funny thing about lesbians is that they do come in pairs. Like, Always. We're not the same gender, but we have the same shirts. You know what I, Does yeah. that make any sense to you guys? Do you it's get like what the I'm... little emojis in your keyboard. Just like same size, different colored shirts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I thought I that mean, would be funnier. <laughs> That's all right. Well, yeah, we're not the same gender, but we have the same shirts. And then there's like other variations. There's like there's other like pairs. You're yes. gonna, you know, like it, it goes in. So the, we were we were wearing this. Uh, this is what we always wear. Every um, day. Every day. <laughs> and the other women, we were meeting another lesbian couple, and they were both wearing, like, party tops. Like, um, sparkly tankies. Sparkly yeah, tanks. Yeah, and then, like, little flowy dresses a little bit. Were they wearing is that skirts? what that's called? I don't know I what don't, that even is. We don't even know how to describe what they were wearing. <laughs> you know Sandra Bullock in Speed? Kind of like that. I don't know. <laughs> they were under... Yeah, they, they were they, like they were under they a were bus, like, uh, escaping gum. on a door, <laughs> right? With Keanu Reeves, <laughs> yeah, Keanu was there, uh, and uh, Dennis Hopper's head <laughs> snapped right off. Um, Gold watch, pretty tough part in Speed. Do you guys not remember that? Spoiler point? for Speed. Sorry, Speed spoilers. Sorry to anybody that was born in 1995. <laughs> I apologize, but um, yeah, they were so they were wearing doilies or whatever, and. <laughs> And matching beanies, glitter. They were, yeah, they had hats on. They had hats with like a flower hat. Little they had like hats and their flowers. And um, uh, yep. And they were wearing purses. Um, you know, we we have uh, we wear. Pockets. We don't have those. Um, we wear Ever. pockets or jean jacks, <laughs> yeah. which have internal pockets. You guys know that about jean jacks? That's what I'm doing with my shit. It's yeah. in the jean jack. It's the closest um, to a purse I will ever have. I have a briefcase. A pocket. I have a briefcase I do carry. Sometimes people are like, oh, nice handbag. I'm like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> There's briefs in here. <laughs> and by that, I mean the type of underwear I wear. <laughs> Fucking briefs. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so we were hanging out with them, and then we were at a bar. And now, we haven't, we haven't, we're not drinking. Yeah, we're not drinking. We haven't been but drinking at the for time, like a year and a half, but at the time we were drinking. We were still drinking. And uh, I went to the bar to order for all of us, because 
you know, I'm the one of the best. And she's got the best. I know I've got this hair, so I know this is confusing. It's that confusing. She orders the vest. And also pays. That's actually, yeah. But in this version of this, the vest does. Yeah. We're blowing your minds. There's, and if it's like two beanies and skirts, it's like whosever beanie is like the most neutral. Does that make sense? Yeah. The one with the least flowers. Yeah. And the and darker like hair. Color. Yeah, like there's like a... Yeah, absolutely. You like know? a darker... Or lighter hair, but feathered in a different okay, way. Okay, yes, yeah. I know, yeah. Are you guys writing this down? We're going to have notes in the lobby, um, just yeah. in case. Um, so, yeah, so I, was, I went to the bar to order, and um, I... And we were at, like, a... We were at... Um, this is like a rolled up sleeves. Yeah, with the armband, but not like a Nazi way. In like a <laughs> no, they muddle thing. A mixologist. We were like at a mixologist right. bar, and it was very hip. And um, you know, so we fit in, and we. <laughs> I ordered, and I, I, I said like, you know, we'll take. Uh, and we were at the time. We we're also like, we don't drink, but when we did drink, we fucking drank. We you know, just, yeah, uh, like not not like a lot, but just like a good job uh, like you know just like whiskey neat like just like what's your top you know like, Kentucky Rose give us thanks. a thing um, we did that and <laughs> yes <laughs> whiskey neat but can you serve it in a, in a fireball like that kind of thing now the shit that's a thing now stir it with a pocket knife yeah you know, that's that kind what of I mean. thing. <laughs> cut my arm open and pour it in there you know that kind of a yeah we have to know? be James Franco give me a tourniquet we have to be in yeah. a movie and we lose our arm to a boulder and then we insert the alcohol yeah. in there. Let me spackle the ceiling first and then I'll drink it. That kind of a thing. That's right. I keep going, but I won't. I'm sorry. Right. Whatever you want. <laughs> uh, so I, I said, like, you know, we'll take that. And then I turned to the gals and I was like, what do you have? And they said, do you remember what? Was it Stoli Mandarin? I think so. And something soda? to that effect. Stoli yes. Mandarin and soda. And Maybe turned, it was citron and soda. Yeah, exactly that, like yeah. that. Like a, like a, like a branded flavored vodka <laughs> and soda. And I turned back to the guy and I said, uh, you know, like, stole mandarin and soda. And he just goes, no. (laughs) (laughs) So then I, but then, like, my friend, I was just like, he said no. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, but I'll, like make you a nice vodka that I burn an orange peel into. So, okay, buddy. He was real proud of himself. He was super proud he of was himself. So, he was so proud of himself. He's garnished a few two drinks. A few two drinks? A few too many? Thank you. Yes. Uh... The best part being that, like, after... So they, they didn't really participate in this rude service. They got their stuff, and then they were sitting across from us at this table, and they were making out. We were on a double date. I don't know if you've ever been on a double date, and the other... Uh, in your 30s. And the other team... <laughs> in your 30s. And you have apartments right. where you live together. I mean, not as a foursome. I mean, individually as couples. Yeah. You live together. Like, you're not going back to your mom's house. Like, nobody's going to come and... Nobody's coming down with pretzels. Like, you, you don't have to get it done. You can go home. Uh, but the yeah, they were, came, we're on yeah. a double date. They were making out. Like, the, of the two teams, they were hitting home runs. <laughs> and we were just... Hanging out. We had, hanging ja- we out. had jackets on still. Yeah. So just they were making out really hardcore. 
and then one of them pulled open her purse and she was like, this is for the drive home. <laughs> and then she pulled out tiny bottles of vodka. Novelty vodka bottles. Let me go through what's wrong with this. We're currently at a bar. You don't need to bring alcohol. Don't need it. We're already here. Pretty sure they're stocked up. Number two, why you have teeny ones anyway? That's only if you're at a hotel. I wouldn't even drink those in the air. Why are you drinking in the air? You're already dehydrated. Drink some water. No ice. Don't take that ice. That shit's dirty. You know it's what I mean? Weird. Like, these are the things that humans do. It's got holes in it. She, third and most relevant problem, I have never in my entire life had somebody turn to me and say, this is the alcohol I will be drinking on the way home. <laughs> I've never had anybody just openly say it. You know how we're uh, drinking here at this bar? And so probably I shouldn't be driving anyway because you walked here? Well, we're going to cut out the middleman and we're not only drinking at the bar, we're also going to go ahead and drink in the car. <laughs> Thus making ourselves even less able to operate the car, plus totally breaking the law and in like a pretty financially irresponsible way. Just get one big bottle Just if you're going to go for it. I mean, <laughs> those little bottles aren't worth it. It's totally littering. Yeah, it's, you know, it, I'm assuming they littered those people. Oh, yeah, they absolutely were like, littering, littering. And I like those people littering. still, but that was the last time we went on That was totally table. the last time we hung out with them. Like, well, we're different. There are different things than us. Um, well, guys, uh, I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm going to let Rhea bring on the oh, last... Gonna, oh, yeah, right. you can bring on the last cool. one today. Thank Cameron you guys Esposito, so much. Cameron you guys. <laughs> we just wanted to teach you some lesbian stuff before you went out back into the world. So if you guys... Remember which one pays the bill and no assumptions. Just because Katie Lang has the short hair doesn't mean she's the barber. I think we proved that. It's a very deep reference. I'm sorry. Are you guys ready for your final comic? Very funny comic. You may have seen him on Conan recently. He's just a funny dude. You guys give it up for Baron Vaughn. One more time for Rhea, everybody. I apologize beforehand, but I will talk about race tonight because it's on my mind because I keep waking up black. I just keep waking up black. Waking up black, Lord. Waking up black. That's my impersonation of what white people think it's like to be black. Um, it's just gospel music and basketball, right? So, um... <laughs> Good, I'm glad you're already uncomfortable. I love white guilt. It's like my favorite. Um, it's like platinum gold white guilt, mainly because white guilt is the main reason I have any sort of sex. Because it's 2014 and I am not racist. Sex is the definitive sex of our time. And uh, if you haven't had I'm not racist sex, you're fucking racist. And um, you need to change your life. So... <laughs> I don't know where you are in your lives, but here's where I am. I was having a conversation with an insect the other day. And um, I don't mean how you would normally talk when you saw a bug. You know, like, oh, shit, a bug. But like how you would speak to an old enemy returned. You know, like an arch nemesis in your face again. <gasps> Jeremiah D. Cockroach. We meet again, old friend. I thought I killed you, Las Vegas, 1986. But you're back again. The shoe did not work. The spray did not work. The weapons have changed. But the war, my friend, the war 
remains the same. Because I was talking to a spider for like an hour the other day, and I determined it could stay. Because I'm at that age that I know you need a few insects on your team if you're going to make it through life. Because when I moved into my apartment, there were nine spiders. And I didn't like that. That was too many spiders. That was nine too many spiders. I was like, nine spiders? No, that's too many spiders. Nine? Nine? Hey, Baron, do you want spiders in your apartment? Answer in German, though. Nine. So I killed them all. And I felt good about it for like a week because I found out after that there was somebody else that was waiting for me to kill the spiders. The crickets. Oh, I had a little sliver of what it must have been like to be Abraham Lincoln that day because a chorus of crickets converged on my person from corners and crevices of my apartment I didn't even know I had. They just came out like, our eight-legged masters have been vanquished. How can we praise our deliverer and show him our appreciation? I know. Let's put on a concert every morning starting at 1 a.m. How about we start right now? This one's by Beethoven. If you know it, sing along. And a one, and a two, and a... Okay, that's not Beethoven. That's an original composition. But it's something I really needed to say. Um, you know, I've been around the world in I.I. There's a few different things that I've noticed. I was recently in uh, Sweden. I've been to Sweden a couple different times. Sweden is the Mecca of white people, and I will use a holy place of Islam to refer to the whiteness of another. And Sweden is also the answer to the question, but what if everyone had blonde dreadlocks? Because there's no black people there to go like, what the fuck? Which if you do that to blonde dreadlocks, they just disappear. The person goes, huh? They look down, they're in a three-piece suit, they get a phone call and go, I just got hired to Lehman Brothers. Things are going to work out for me after all. So when I was there, I had an interesting experience. I was walking down the street, and uh, which, by the way, so good at that. Uh, I don't even think about it anymore when I walk. Are there any walkers in the house tonight? A couple of you. I'm willing to wager that you're so good at walking, you don't even think about it anymore. You just go left and right. You control, fall forward all day long. I bet the first time you took any steps, it was so fantastical and magical that giants that look like you came from out of other rooms to watch, take pictures, and said, let us show this to him when he becomes our size. So I was walking down the street in Sweden, and uh, this group of Hitler youth was coming at me. And, um, and when I say Hitler youth, I don't mean to imply that they believe in Hitler as much as they are what Hitler would have believed in. Like if Hitler would have seen them in that moment, he would have been like, fucking exactly. That is what I've been talking about this entire time. Hey, guys, good purity. <laughs> you make the Fuhrer smile. Anyway, what else was I saying, Hugo Boss? Um... True fact, uh, Hugo Boss, the man, designed a Nazi uniform. Another true fact fits me perfectly off the rack, so I learned to forgive. Anyway, I'm walking, can't you see, I'm walking towards these people, and we cross paths on the curb, me going down, they going up, and one of them tripped on the curb, and tripping when you're walking is the most common, unexpected thing that could possibly happen. You don't know what your body's going to do what sound you're going to make. You might make a sound like, whoa, which, by the way, 
go with whoa. If you find yourself having an option, go with whoa. Anyone that hears that would know exactly what's going on. They'd be like, what's that? Did you hear that in the distance? Someone must have tripped on a curb, they might say to one another. Or you could just be like, curb, you know, just hitting the nail on the head. Just someone would be like, someone tripped on a curb in the distance. Or they're wondering if there's going to be another season of the hit HBO comedy series. I mean, the last season was inconclusive. Personally, I want to know what Larry David's been up to. Probably just a curb, though. Here's what Blondie McBlue-Widersons did. We, I go down, he goes up, he trips on the curb, and he goes, whoa, nigga! And I stopped. Not even because I was mad, but because I like philosophy. And I was like, ooh, the curb is a nigger. That is an interesting uh, hypothesis. You should study that, extrapolate, and publish a great paper. And they stopped because I stopped, because they were thinking, oh, shit, murder. Pretty sure those are the three (laughs) sentences. And then we had this moment. I don't know if you've ever been given the opportunity to blow someone's minds to be a climax in a movie you didn't know you were even in because I knew I had to say something perfect. I knew it was up to me to send them on a completely different trajectory to the end of their days. I'm like, it's gotta be perfect. I scanned through my brain. I'm like, I've got black thoughts. I've read so much about black thought. One time I was in a room with black thought. I have read everything from Booker T. Washington to Cornell West, from Eldridge Cleaver to Michael Eric Dyson. And that's why I looked at them, I winked and I said the perfect thing. I said, you be tripping. And then I walked away. (laughs) And that's perfect. Because they walked away going, I guess it's okay. One of them probably skipped when I wasn't looking. And there's no way they're not going to try that again. That's the scientific method. Given an experiment, and then they're going to try that again with a different black person. And that is when they will meet sweet, sweet death. Thank you very much. Good night. shoots you guys can see him on key and peel very soon one more time for baron for making it and everybody you saw tonight ria butcher for stepping in and you guys we are here every tuesday night i'm cameron esposito please enjoy the rest of your night thank you guys so much for coming take care put your hands together 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 Put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to laugh, put your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to clap, put your hands together, put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> 
Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, Jazos. (laughs) Ruler of the eighth circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.